Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. The same life that flows through the vine is the same life that flows through the branch. And the branch is as much part of the tree. Glory to God. And he used that analogy so that you could understand how serious he was when he was telling you that you're one spirit with him. In other words, when we begin to operate the grace of God, it is the same as God himself doing it. Because he sent you in his name with his power, having given you his spirit. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere and the Lord walking with them. What does that mean? Because just before that, we see the Lord taken up. Now, the Bible is telling us that the Lord is walking with them. Which means the Lord was actually present if he was walking with them. If they say, I am walking with so and so, it means I, I, I'm present there. So, God walking with them, confirming his word with signs following. In other words, the signs of the presence of God was with them. This is what God does when he's present with the people. Glory to God. So, God's presence is God's presence is paramount. We need the presence of God in our midst. Without the presence of God, there are certain things that just won't happen. Without the presence of God, church becomes a big club. Without the presence of God, you know, it's just a gathering of people without anything. But when the presence of God begins, when the presence of God manifests in the midst of a people, then certain things are clear. The signs of his presence are manifest. And one of those, the first sign that we see is the power of God flowing in the midst of a people. Psalm 62 verse 11 says, Psalm 62 verse 11, it says, once has he spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. Once has he spoken, twice have I heard that power belongs to God. The power to heal, deliver, set free, the power to get his work accomplished, it belongs unto God himself. Which means when God is present, his power will also be manifest. It will be present and God will do great things in the midst of of those people can someone say amen? amen glory to god and so uh that's the same thing he said in acts chapter 1 verse 8 he said but behold you shall receive power after the holy spirit is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and to the uttermost ends of the world because of his presence and when the presence of God is there the power of God is manifest in all its forms whether it is dunamis or exousia it is there the his power and his authority you know uh, his presence does not only brings the power of God to us it also takes the limits of our lives 
Glory to God. This world will always suppose limits. Everywhere you go, there is something trying to limit you from getting to where you're supposed to be. There is only some, always something telling you you cannot go beyond this boundary. You cannot cross this place. There is a barrier between you and this place. But when the presence of God manifests upon you, he removes the limits of your life. You become limitless. In other words, there is room for you to grow into what he wants you to be. There is room for you to fulfill feel his purpose and his destiny on your life. There is room for you to, uh, to do limitless things. There is room for you to achieve what only God could have achieved. And when I look at, at you in this place, I tell you, it is, it is the, the limits are off as to how, how much you can do as a church and as to how much you can do as an individual. Now, from today, switch and change your mindset and quit seeing yourself as a small, tiny, puny person somewhere who is going nowhere and struggling with all the, the all the, uh, all the outcomes of, of your bad actions and all the outcomes of your decisions and, and, and you know, life is unfair. Things are happening and things are falling apart. And, uh, you know, some of you have read that literature book and uh, you, you, you don't, you've not only read it, but it has become a reality in your life that things are falling apart. But things ought not to fall apart. With God, things will be put together. Glory to Jesus. And when the presence of God is on your life, you will begin to see your life getting back to order. That is why you can take the time to seek the presence of God rather than run to Uncle Jimmy and Auntie Grace and Uncle so-and-so and run to this Mkurugenzi and that person and this person. Run to the presence of God. He has every contact that you need. If you will stay in his presence, God will begin to open doors that only God could open. There are some doors, even when man tries to open them, they will stay still not open. Even whatever you do, you will make that phone call. Even after that phone call, they will still not open because it, God has the access to that place. That is why he spoke to the church and he said, and I will give you the keys. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. There are certain doors you need to close. And they won't close until the presence of God is moving on your life. There are certain doors you need to open. And they won't open until the presence of God is moving on your life. Whatever you do, never be absent from the presence of God. Stay in his presence long enough until he has worked on your life. Until he has dealt with your issues so that when you when you begin to do what you have to do you're not half you're not half you know baked you're you're not running around carrying power on one hand and weakness on the other hand extreme grace on the other hand and extreme weakness on the other hand on one hand, you stand up to declare the word of the Lord and call forth fire from heaven. On the other hand, when Jezebel speaks, you run like you have not been, you know, the prophet who has been calling down fire. I mean, I like Elijah. At his best, Elijah sat up on that wall. And when the people came, they sent an army of 50. And they said, come down from there. Man of God, come down from there. And he looked at them and said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and woof. but when one lady came and said I am telling you by the end of today his head will not be upon his body 
and the man began to shake. The man began to run. Whenever you let go of the um the mindset, whenever you let go of the uh, acknowledgement, whenever you let go of the uh, conscious presence of God on your life, even the smallest person will put you to flight. And you will fear nothing. At the end of the day, you, you know, Jesse Duplantis tells a story where he was in a hotel and he, he saw a ghost, the shadow of, of a man on the wall. And he woke up and began to bind and cast. But man, the thing was going nowhere. He bound and cast. It was going nowhere. And the Lord told him, go near it. And he said, no way, I'm not going near. And he did that. Almost still morning, only to realize it was his jacket that he hung on the wall, <laughs> reflecting light on. <laughs> my goodness, my Lord. Ah, you need not to be afraid. You need not to be afraid. The moment you understand that God is with me, let nothing make you afraid. I want to tell you that every force out there is meant to intimidate you and shake you out of the divine nature of God. And so that enemy knows he will try to catch you unaware. So that you shake, you fear, you tremble. But the moment you realize that God is with me, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. The enemy doesn't really matter or count when you are in the presence of your father. That's why the Lord even said, I will, he will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Now, when the Lord prepares a table for you and you're busy looking at the enemy. I mean, the times when you just sit at the table and enjoy the enemy seeing you enjoying the table of your father. I know some of you are too spiritual that when you are at the table of your father, you will still be trying to cast out the enemy from somewhere where he's supposed to be. You know, he's supposed to be there looking at you in the presence of your father. Because he's incapable of touching you. Because you are in the presence of your father. You know. You know. My, my, my son, sometimes when, when, when they're playing, the two of them, the, the, the little one is quite, he's, he's quite something, you know. He has the second bone syndrome. And so sometimes he wants to fight his brother. Now, just, so when he does that, he does that and then he runs behind me. And now the first one cannot go past me. He has to first stop by and say, but he has beaten me. I say, okay, all right, now just, it's all right. Let, let the game end there, you know. So the, the, this one feels like he has won because he's behind his father. You know, that's exactly what happens. That when you're with your father, you don't get intimidated by somebody who's trying to intimidate you. You hold your ground. Train yourself. Train yourself not to bow to circumstances. Train yourself. Not to bow before people who want you to bow before them. I bow before God. Train yourself.
to be conscious of the presence of God and refuse to fear. Train yourself not to be uh, afraid of anyone's report. Like the scripture says, whose report shall you believe? Amen. Amen. You see, in the very presence of God, special miracles happened. In Acts chapter 19 verse 11, the Bible says God wrote special miracles by the hands of Paul. Why? Because Paul had the presence of God. Special miracles. Miracles are good enough. But imagine special miracles. And that's what he does. A special work. And that's what he wants to do through you. Why? The Bible says, Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Let's read that one. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Acts chapter 3. It says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Now, we have repented. We have been converted. Our sins have been blotted out. Then he says, when the times of refreshing shall come from where? Come on. The times of refreshing will come from where? From the presence of God. The only rest you have is in the presence of God. The peace you will enjoy is from the presence of God. When you stay in the presence of God, you will not have to manage stress. You will not have to be depressed and oppressed and suppressed and compressed. Hello? Yeah, because the Lord refreshes you every time the enemy wants to throw a garment of, of, of stress on you. Remember, he says, he gives you beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when the spirit of heaviness wants to take toll upon you and you begin to praise God, the garment comes upon you and that stress, that oppression, it simply goes away. As a child of God, you were not meant to deal with stress or depression or oppression it, that means it does that doesn't mean that it won't come but that when it comes you have a presence that can cast it off you don't have to enjoy the story of depression oh you know you're depressed and then you start feeling ah, you know and and you know you just bought the lie of the devil and then it begins to take a toll on you before you know it, you are fully depressed, fully oppressed, and fully suppressed. Now, you're oppressed. Now, you start, you start trying to do everything but the right thing. Exactly, you know? And you start looking for, I don't know, I need this person, I need, you know, you, you need the presence of God. But you see, when people are there, they don't have the patience to work their way back to where they lost it. But if you feel like you walked out of God's presence, go back to that point you left it. Because the presence of God never leaves. You are the one that can leave. Chapter 3, verse number 8 of the book of Genesis, I believe, should be. Chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Yes. And when they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from where? 
They used to enjoy the presence of the Lord. God would come down in the cool of the day and he would have fellowship with them. They had the presence of God every time. And now they were hiding themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Why? Because they had sinned. Sin will keep you away from the presence of God. Not because God will leave, but because you leave. Now, like I said last Sunday, God is not afraid of you because of sin. God is the one that changes you in spite of your sin. So don't run from the presence of God. Run to the presence of God and let him fix what needs to be fixed. Because if it's a matter of character and morality and whatever the issue is, no man is capable of fixing it. Only God can fix it. Take it to God. Seek his presence. Go back. The enemy wants you to feel so guilty. The enemy wants you to feel so heavy, so confused, so refused, so rejected, so hopeless. That is not how God convicts you. God says he convicts by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit. He will tell you, let's do this. Let's go this way. Repent. Do this. So, God is not trying to, you know, wait for you as a mean father and say, "Ha, I know she's about to mess up. I just know. He's about to go wrong. I just know. And then after you go wrong, says, you see, Holy Spirit, I told you. <laughs> no. God knew that. And then he gave Jesus to us. And now because we have Jesus... We don't need, we don't have to allow the devil to run us out of church because we messed up. We don't have to allow the devil to run us out of the kingdom because we messed up. The same messed up you can be fixed by God if you come to him. Amen. Amen. If you come to him, he will change and shift something on your life. And, and as a matter of fact... It is his presence that melts away your challenges. It is his presence that deals with your troubles. So whatever the trouble you have, bring it to the presence of God and say, Lord, I think this mountain is bothering me. This mountain is causing me to stumble. This thing here is, help me, Lord. Psalms 97 verse 5. However big you feel, that situation has become like a hill, like a mountain, <laughs> this is what the Bible says. The hills. Oh, shatala. Sobratia. The hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Situations that have exalted themselves in your life for generations will come to zero when you stand in the presence of the Lord because God will cause them to melt away. There is nothing generational that will stay in the presence of God. We have a generational God who can deal with a generational curse. 
from you onwards, no generational curse in Jesus' name. I said from you onwards, no chronic sicknesses in Jesus' name. I said from you onwards, no poverty or sickness or disease or sin in Jesus' name. From you onwards, it's the presence of God in the family. From you onwards, no demons, no, no witchcraft, no, 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 shall we? Nothing like that. From you onwards, it is the presence of God. It's the power of God. Because he said, mountains, they melt like wax. Have you ever tried putting wax near fire? Just melts away. The form of it is destroyed. So I declare to you, I announce to you today, whatever thing has taken shape or form in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, even now, I declare that in the presence of God, even now, it melts away in the name of Jesus because his presence is here. His grace is upon you. I declare it to melt away. I declare cancer to melt away in the name of Jesus. I declare sickness and disease, chronic sicknesses to melt away in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare curses to melt away even right now. I can't get a job. Let it melt away right now in the name of Jesus. I can't be married. Let it be melt. Let it melt away right now in the presence of God. I can't sort my life out. Let that melt away right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has superimposed upon your life and family in the name of Jesus, let it melt away right now. Whatever the devil has superimposed upon your future in the name of Jesus I command it by the grace of God in the presence of God for it to melt away in the name of Jesus I declare that the blessings of God begin to come upon your family begin to come upon your life because you live and reside in the presence of God hallelujah None of these things shall move you in the name of Jesus. His presence will guarantee you that you're joyful. In other words, his blessing will come upon your life and, and, and the power of God shall come upon you and you will receive joy unspeakable and full of glory. Psalms chapter 16 verse 11. Psalm 16 verse 11. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. He said, up to now you've asked me nothing. Ask that you may receive, that your joy may be full. God delights in answering your prayer so that your joy may be full. No wonder, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, a working of what the Spirit of God is done has done in the life of a believer produces the fruit of joy. And he said he will show you the path of life. You cannot be without direction when God is in your life. You cannot be without a, a, a destiny when God is in your life. He will show you the path of life. In other words, God has a particular path. He said the path of the righteous is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter to the dawn of day. Glory to God. And he will show you the path of life. You will not be without direction. God will open up and say this way. You will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk ye in it and even if you are blind he said I will lead the blind by the way they knew not I will make darkness light before them I will make the crooked things straight these things will I do and not forsake them 
He guarantees you joy. There are so many believers walking around with a heavy heart, walking around with depression, walking around with stress, and they they it, it is it is destroying their relationships, it is destroying their livelihood, it is destroying everything. And as a matter of fact, some diseases only come because there is no joy, the lack of it, you know. I tell you something. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse number 10. And so you see, he gives you the fullness of joy. From today, the Lord will fill your cup of joy. You will be joyful in everything that you're doing. You will be joyful in your walk with the Lord. Joy is part of your life. You will rejoice that Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. I want you to understand that always is always. There is not a time when it's not always. He said, rejoice in the Lord, not sometime, but always. And again I say unto you, rejoice. Joy is a weapon against the devil. Joy will whip the devil because when the devil tries to do something and you're conscious of the presence of the Lord, because one of the signs that you're in the presence of God is the presence of joy. Moody is not of God. Anger is not of God. Some of you need to come up to the presence of God because even when the enemy should have superimposed mood and and the chemicals in your body are moving upside down and right side up and inside out whatever it is it is the lord who who he is the one that configured the chemicals in your body he can balance them there is there shouldn't be anything like you know i'm having my mood because of a chemical imbalance the chemical imbalance is not more powerful than the presence of god when god is working in your life even your very being is affected by god and you say i see what the devil's trying to do i see what my biology is trying to do but the divine nature of god on the inside of me is working a far more richer experience on the inside of me and therefore i can rejoice in the lord and rejoice again you can begin to praise god and say i praise you anyway i may not feel it but i praise you anyway i may not feel it but i praise you anyway because you're not moved by feelings you're moved by the word of god you're moved by the presence of God. I came to preach to someone and to say, your time to be joyful in the Lord has arrived. I came to tell you that God is going to pour so much joy that that joy is going to be contagious. Wherever you go, you will live a bit of that joy. Whatever you do, you will do it joyfully until people will begin to ask you, why are you so joyful? And you will tell them, I met the Lord. From the day I met the Lord, my life changed. My life is affected, infected by the presence of God. <laughs> when the devil tries to do something against you and you just start laughing and you start laughing. Do you know what the Lord did when the nations raged? In Psalms chapter 2. Is it Psalms chapter 8 or Psalms chapter 2? The Bible says the Lord laughed from heaven. Ah. The Lord laughed from heaven at the heathens the Bible says with joy shall you draw from the wells of salvation let me tell you something that is Isaiah 51 verse number 3 Isaiah 51 verse 3 says let's read it 
Isaiah 51 3 and then Isaiah 12 3. Isaiah 51 3 says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion. Put your name there. He will comfort all her west places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden. You don't have to be disappointed because you're seeing a wilderness. In the presence of the Lord, there is a making of a wilderness to become like Eden. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Do you know what a garden planted by a man looks like when it is well done? Now, he says, you will look like the garden of the Lord. Mm. and says joy and gladness signs of his presence joy and gladness for no apparent reason I am full of joy you know people are so depressed that when somebody is happy there people are concerned why are you so happy why are you so happy why should I not be happy I know that the Lord will turn the, the desert into Eden. Yes. Yeah? He will make me like the garden of the Lord. Uh-huh. I am aware of what God can do once I am aware of his presence. And joy and gladness is part of my life. I don't have time for people who want me to be angry and moody and mad because they're angry and moody and mad. I can still afford a smile even when you malice me. Because I understand that whatever the enemy throws, if I can only keep the attitude that God wants, something will begin to come from the presence of the Lord. That is why when Paul and Silas were in prison at midnight, the darkest part, they did not cry and say this is so unfair we were doing the work of God and cast out a demon how can this get us into the prison in the prison Paul just felt this wave of praise coming and he says shut up the Bible says they prayed no circumstances looks on their side they're tied their hands and their feet and then the presence of God began to manifest in that place the Bible says and the prisoners the chains broke off them nobody cut the chain the chains broke off until the jailer wanted to commit suicide because the prisoners were set free. In his presence, prisoners get free. Ah, my God. And they came and they had to preach to the prisoner. And the presence of God was so thick in that place that even the jailer got saved. Oh, my God. Oh, glory to God. Isaiah chapter 12, verse verse 3. Glory to God. Therefore, with joy shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. You begin to draw revelation. You begin to draw grace from the wells of salvation. In other words, salvation is so rich. It's such a rich place. And you can draw out of it with joy. With joy. 
you know, it doesn't stop there. Look at what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 8. This is incredible. You know, it's not just joy. It's incredible. You know, it's overflowing joy. He says, whom having not seen, you love in whom, in whom though, not now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice. Yet believing, you rejoice. Yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory and full of glory whatever you thought of as impossible is possible in his presence I want us to learn to tap into the presence of God I want us to be so desperate to have his presence to grow in his presence that it is personal it's personal when you come in the presence of God, you begin to tap in that because it says seek his presence and you can begin to seek his presence and he will be found of you. Yes. Whatever it is, God can deal with it 100% from the perspective of his presence. You don't need to run everywhere. And I'm telling you, when God does something on your behalf, it is more than what other people did for God wants to work in this place. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.